Friends, this is Morgan Snyder, and welcome back to another episode of the Become Good Soil podcast. In these unprecedented times, I felt compelled to gather up a circle of like-hearted men who are all alumni of the Become Good Soil intensive. Many of them have served as apprentice facilitators in recent intensives, but all of them have hearts for God and for those entrusted to their care. They're all men that want to be attentive to what God is doing on the earth and want to stand with God and with each other as a company of men to contend for all that is good and true and beautiful in our age. And so I gathered them together in the spirit of first just checking in to hear from their vantage point what's going on in their world and how is that informing them in how to stand as one man to pray together for such a time as this. I asked them for permission after the recording to have the honor of sharing part of our conversation in prayer with the larger community because I knew that it could be uh, very beneficial to others that didn't have the opportunity to be in that call at that time. I pray that through the conversation and the prayer that far and wide all around the globe, that the Spirit can unite our hearts together, that together we can touch on both the particularity, the particular way for each of us to be known in our unique challenges and unique suffering and unique hope. And then we can share universally in what we can contend for together as one. So let's dive in. I wanted to start with just consecration, and I want to ask this question. Report to the community, here's a poignant flash moment in my story because of coronavirus. So just to know me, and this isn't the thing, but it's one thing. I own this business in my chimney sweep, and I've had to let go of employees. Some of those are my very dear friends, dot, dot, dot. Again, this is just not to feature your chimney sweeping necessarily, but it's to simply say, I'm showing up in this circle and I come with a very personal story. And at the same time, we are national citizens and global citizens and kingdom citizens. So Holy Spirit, we come as a fellowship. We come from around the globe and we come as your sons and your warriors And God, we come knowing that you are not shaken and that you are not ruled, God, by any other power, God, that you cannot be shaken. And so we consecrate this time. We consecrate this hour on the earth. Thank you for carving out this sacred block for us to be among like-hearted men who want what you want and want to be found at our post in joyful strength, contending for what is on your heart, God, and releasing other things that aren't ours to carry. Thanks, Morgan. I'm going to steal from John Eldridge, who said uh, panic and anxiety is more contagious than this virus. And so I've felt like in my life and leading my family and another ministry, uh, is just to stand on the solid rock and everything else is shifting sand. 
what I feel is that I have been prepared for this my entire life, and I've received more prophetic words in the last three months than I have in the rest of my life combined. And I can look back over my journal in amazement that what he has told me is that I'm going to be bringing hope in a landscape without hope. I own a company with over 60 manufacturers in China, and despite a lot of complete chaos, we're continuing to thrive. I see opportunity from my post to cultivate growth uh, with my kids, with my wife, <clears throat> and punching through this paper-thin fear that we all get to experience. And I appreciate the opportunity for our nation to ruthlessly eliminate hurry and to slow down a little bit. My season right now is finding this fine line between offering strength, joy, and peace without it being received as an insensitivity to the reality of what's going on around us. My role is, I think, being grounding people in what's most truth and the, the, the reality that we have access to the full resources of the kingdom of God, that we're safe, that we're strong, that our foundation is totally solid to take a stand against the spirit of fear that is spreading. That's our role right now. I, I feel like the Lord is on the move. And, um, yeah, rather than like what you guys are saying, rather than going into fear, I think there's a real call to be pressing into God like we've never done before and in his presence receiving that beautiful peace that he's got and really aligning our hearts with what he's doing. And that's what I, I feel like the challenge is right now. My orders in this time I, I wrote down yesterday were first things first, also this defiance of pursuit of celebration, of relationship, of joy, of self-care, of love. So just this defiance in this time of uncertainty. It's my word too, is an act of defiance in the face of fear. My wife and I own and operate a small business here in Colorado Springs and we employ a lot of, a lot of young adults. Um, who are just looking for stability, looking for strength. Again, like defying that that chaos and that spirit of fear. It's been such a cool opportunity to be able to stand in that with my wife. This morning, God took me into 1 Corinthians 13, and it just felt like he just wanted to remind me what was true. Love never fails. This is no surprise to God. Those that have been prepared are in good space, and I feel that for myself and for my family. How I'm operating out of that is extra time to pray and extra time just to journal and to write down emphatically what I know to be the truth. As we see our big churches go stream and our big gatherings get smaller, um, we've seen a just a kind of almost a forging of like-minded kings locally um, that has never been there before. And it was hopeful. It wasn't about the next business deal, but it was like, where am I hearing from God? And I think the word opportunity just describes um, an overarching theme through, through the panic, through the fear. So there's hope in the middle of, of the fear. I'm a Chick-fil-A franchisee. And the thing that's really keeping me up at night is the fact that I've got a hundred employees and uh, families and their kids that um, providing financial, um, providing their, their income. Scarcity says, take care of yourself and run for the hills, but abundance and trusting God says, 
you know, take care of your people and, and trust me in this. So my sentence is, uh, I'm not afraid, and I am bringing the peace of God to those in my domain, in my kingdom, at home and at work. So we've, we've done, the, we've done the, the panic, what if things get crazy, we need to prepare, hide our food, hide our guns, you know, all that kind of stuff. We've really just kind of flipped from the whole only take care of my small circle to I think I just want to go out as kind and generous, you know, when a, when a sponge is squeezed, what's in it comes out. And so it just feels like that so much of what the Lord's been building in me and the others around me, it's all just manifesting. I'm just like, wow, we've, we've really been growing up a lot. It's, it's beautiful. My sentence is you're not a quitter, you're a warrior. I think it ties into today when my boss is, you know, fearful and controlling and I simply push him away and say, no, I'm not going to give into that. I'm not going to live differently just because you're stressed. God is not stressed. So that's where, that's where my heart is. C.S. Lewis in an atomic age, right, says, if we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies, but they need not dominate our minds. We're going to walk to the beach and play Parcheesi and um, look at each other again because we, we, we love to be urgent. And this is kind of forcing us not to be. So that's what's framing us up. That is an epic quote. I lead a large team. We have a mission. We might have a response in this thing, but I also have a responsibility to protect those folks. We just had an exposure uh, to the virus here um, in this building um, earlier today. And I can say definitively that I'm at peace and I have joy and I feel good walking with a lot of discernment and just able to stay one step ahead and feel really, really rooted and grounded. And so I'm grateful. Now the wife is on the front line as a respiratory therapist. And so it's been a huge opportunity for, for me to be able to provide a lot of stuff for her. I haven't been able to for years and um, huge opportunity and uh, gains for us and our relationship and uh, uh, many more in many more ways that I'm sure God has for me and for all of us. I can so clearly see and feel how my father has inoculated me from fear and from disconnection. I can see around me and see the chaos, but don't have panic inside. One of the poignant sentences, almost a mantra that's been coming is we are the wealthy ones. Every time I see lack or fear or uncertainty, the sentence just keeps coming to me. We are the wealthy ones. And as I orient my heart to that, it shifts my thinking and my imagination. Personally, I've spent 20 years um, preparing to launch this message of becoming a king, which goes in May, the book and video and the study guide that I just poured my heart into thousands and thousands, literally, of hours. And uh, it could be the worst time in modern history to launch a book. And it's just beautiful because I've gone from the disappointment um, of just the waste to this profound joy of God's wild ways and timing and prevailing in all things. So we are the wealthy ones. 
And uh, it's, an, it's an honor, truly, to look into your eyes, every one of you, and know your stories and hear a little bit of the lay of the land as we gather truly for such a time as this. I would love to hear some elaboration of what's on some of your heart in the spirit of as a man entrusted with the care of many and much. How is it that you're proceeding? How is it that you're ordering your kingdom? How is it that you're prevailing in this hour in a way that you, you're rolling the dice and you believe is true and good and beautiful and by simply sharing your stories can strengthen all of us because we need the visibility of your life so that we can understand how to be found at our post been praying, obviously, uh, a lot about that and asking Jesus for interpretation. And one passage that he that he keeps taking me to is in Exodus, when um, Moses has been pleading to um, Pharaoh to allow his people to come out of Egypt, Egypt from under bondage into the promised land. And he keeps saying no. And um, God keeps bringing the plagues one after the other. And the last one is the the firstborn. And and so the people of God know that that's coming. And the order is to practice social distancing, to get into their homes and to feast and enjoy because their homes are covered by the blood of Christ. And then what happens right after is that they go out on that, on that journey to lead Moses leading the people of God from a land of bondage into the promised land. Um, and so... Obviously, number one, the rejoicing and the feasting as we practice social distancing like what the people of Israel did back then. But the second one was more um, what I have been feeling as a promise from God for, for me, uh, for some of the guys that I know very intimately by now from, from Alpha. Uh, Jay, you have been one that God is surfacing big time as I'm praying around this, Morgan, obviously, and specifically around your book. Um, the timing couldn't be better because as the plague passes, the people of God are being shaken to the core and the reality is shifting and they are not in the bubble of comfort anymore. And they're looking for an anchor and they need a solid anchor. And you have been working for two decades to provide that. For this group of guys and the company of kings, it is a call to arms by God to say, lead my people. Lead my people. The, the plague will pass. You guys are covered by the blood of the lamb. But I need you to lead my people from this place of bondage where they have been for hundreds of years now into the land that I have set apart for them, into the full portion of what I want to make available for my sons and my daughters. I think we play a crucial role in that. And it's time for us to, to stand up and to take that role, to play that role well. There's three words that God gave me and at least one of the other guys that's here on this call as we prayed together over 2020. Offensive is the first word. The second word he spoke was more maturity. And the third word, victory. This is a year to be offensive, to have an offensive mindset, to not be defensive, to not be reactive, but to be going after God with all we've got. And with that, obviously, more maturity is the fruit of it. And what we will see at the end of this year is victory. The real pandemic that we're seeing worldwide is fear. 
it's panic, it's paranoia, and it's causing problems of epic proportion that is almost unimaginable. We currently have two camps in the world at this moment. The first camp is fear, and the majority of the world is siding with this demonic force, and it is not helping. The fruit of fear that I'm seeing, and I'm sure you guys are too, is panic, paranoia, paranoia extreme anxiety, extreme stress, worry, very irrational thoughts. And that's just to mention a few traits. Take a second and ask yourself if any of this is helping to overcome the situation. We know it's not. The second camp is faith. And I'm not seeing nearly enough people in this camp, but they are starting to rise. And we will overcome the fear and darkness in, the, in this present hour, as we always do. The fruit of faith that I'm seeing is peace within, peace of mind, peace within your heart, joy, adventure, rational thought, and a settledness to mention a few traits. In life, we have two responses always. We have faith or we have fear. And it's our choice, what we want to be involved with. Because uh, where I always go to with anything in life, especially anything of magnitude, is scripture. Because that's the one thing that I can stand on, that we can stand on, that is truth, that is immovable. So there's a few verses that uh, spoke to me, and I hope they speak to you as well. Psalm 91.15, I call upon you and you answer me. Really simple. I call on God. He hears me. He answers me. Psalm 23, 1 through 3, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures. In other words, he allows us to relax. <laughs> he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. He's the one that put our feet on the paths that they're supposed to be on when we go after him. Second Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What more could we ask for in this particular time than sound mind, love, power? This is what the world, which is the vast majority of people right now, need. They need to look into people's eyes like us. They need to see power. They need to see a sound mind. They need to see love. And that will actually calm them down. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What an incredible promise we have there. He's with us all the time, wherever we go. Philippians 4.6, and I think this is really important to be praying over people, especially verse 7. But... In verse six, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If we can be praying for people that their thought life will be protected, that will be absolutely huge. And that verse uh, that says that. We have that ability. Proverbs 16.20, he who heeds the word wisely will find good and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Again, 
The world's in disarray. They need to see happiness coming from us, true, authentic. And we have the ability to show that. And the last two, Mark eleven twenty four. whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. John 14, 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So I stand on the word. I stand with you guys with shields locked, with swords raised, ready to absolutely destroy fear. It has no place in us, has no place in our hearts. It should have no place in our family, should have no place in our thought life, in our words and in our actions. And when people see that, that's when things will start to change. That's all I've got, Morgan. Open forum, open table. As I was walking with God in the park the other day, he told me, pick up the penny. And I don't, I don't see the penny. It's worthless to me. So that said two things. Slow down and see the least of these. Have a heart for people in my neighborhood and my community that are really in need. It's a challenge for me, and I want it to be a challenge for you men is to see the least of these in our path and to slow down and see them and pick them up, help them out. So just about an hour and a half ago, I was in Best Buy, and one of the Best Buy employees who had nothing to do because there's no customers and there's 20 employees for Best Buy in the store, got into a conversation with him and quickly, actually, I think we were washing hands next to one another. And I said, how are you doing? He said, one of those Christian things. I'm, you know, deeply and richly blessed. And I said, I know what that means. And um, he proceeded to tell me that his church this past weekend, uh, his church, his congregation of 250 people went completely online this past weekend. And they had 37 people receive Christ out of 250 people. Ace. And I think I have just been like Rich and I have been discussing the power of a podcast uh, and that even through podcasts to extend the invitation will be heard for the first time. People who've been doing the shtick for mm-hmm. so long are going to hear it for the first time. The word that God has given to me, he gave me a picture of, uh, of Luke Skywalker's X-Wing and it just goes into battle position, you know, where the, where the wings separate and, and look the, the Death Star is, it's in the distance and I can feel like God's right behind the X-Wing and you know what's going to come. The Death Star is about to be blown up, but it's not quite there yet. And he said, what's the name of that story? And I said, a new hope. And just what has flooded me is that what we've put our hope in, he's going he's gonna to crush it. And then he's going to become the new hope for people who've had their hope in a lot of other things in the past. So to me, it's just the restoration of the father-son relationship, Malachi 4.6, precursor to the return of Christ the first time, the second time. It's always, there's a forerunner ministry, which returns the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children of the fathers. And what I see is that men are desperate to have a father again. They want the father to lead them through this mess. And they know this isn't the beginning. So that's just my sense. Um, Jay, I'd love to, I love your, um, your quote earlier about just kind of, you felt like you've been preparing for this your whole life. That kind of really stuck with me. I think I wrote down just a, a little paragraph last night, but I've been really interested about how training is kicked in. So like being a son on this path and becoming good soil has meant that 
our root systems have deepened. You know, they've been strengthened so that when kingdoms fall in the external, we remain. And kingdoms have been falling and we remain. You know, it's a beautiful thing to be on this call this morning. As Morgan touched on the wealth, I love something Aaron McHugh said recently, which was like, you know, reminding our souls of the wealth of our lives. And I think a lot of us have, have sort of touched on these things this morning, just this reminding ourselves am amongst uh, what's going on right now of what's true, of the story we're in, of who we are, of whose we are. I just love that we are outposts, that we remain. I love that invitation to rise. The verse I wrote down last night was kind of 1 Corinthians 16, which is to do with orders for, that I felt. But keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping. I was having a conversation with a friend this morning, one of my closest allies, and I was sharing with him a vision that, that God gave me this morning as I was sitting on my front porch in my rocking chair. And it was just this image of sitting on a horse as a, a general in the middle of the, the Civil War. And I, I'm still asking for interpretation in this, but... I don't think that our, our nation has been as divided as it is today or prior to coronavirus since the Civil War. The image that I was receiving was I was, I was sitting on a horse as a general surveying the battlefield with confidence, chest high with a sense of peace that surpasses all understanding and knowing that the battle that has been raging um, is, is coming to an end and that there will be healing and restoration moving forward. Again, I'm still asking for a lot of interpretation in that, but that was an image that I received this morning. And um, I, I think that, that this coronavirus is, is part of what was necessary to bring some healing and restoration to our country and our nation that it's so divided. And I know that this is a group of, you know, from all over the world. I think globally, it has the potential to spark a revival like we've never seen. I keep getting these visions of storms, like stormy sea. And, and on Friday, the, the specific picture was this idea of chaos is above the water and peace is below the water. What happened was within the vision, God gave me was the whole scene flipped completely upside down and peace was over chaos. And so the, the feeling of being submerged beneath a storm became the feeling above water. And then after that was the story in Luke of the disciples being on the boat and Jesus being asleep and, and the storm is raging and they're all freaking out and they wake him up and he's frustratingly saying, don't, don't you know who I am? And he just says, peace, be still. And the whole storm calms down. And what God's been walking me into is just the disciples, they could have not woke him up and calmed the storm. 
like if Jesus can do that amidst that storm, then we are capable of that. And so it's, it's just been really fun to exercise that, um, Jesus in me offering peace that calms the storm. And that is, that is my role to play right now is flipping peace over chaos, stepping into storms and offering peace. It feels to me like, like the, the peace that's in the storm isn't that the storm's going to go away necessarily. It's that I'm walking with God. I'm being fathered with God, by, by God in the storm. And so it feels like the choice there of fear versus faith is um, choosing that I'm, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this. I'm, I'm going to walk with God. He's going to father me. I have no idea. Um, no matter what promises, there are a thousand promises, but it doesn't mean it's all just going to work out beautifully. Like some bad things could happen, but God's with me. Like we're going to work all this out. It's all going to get worked out. That's how I'm processing. There's peace in the storm. It's not that the storm's gone away. It's that I'm walking with God in the middle of all of it. Yeah. Just two thoughts to push together. One, um, Pablo, when you said, uh, you know, about Exodus, I've just felt since last Friday intercessory call, this is definitely a Passover of the Lord. Um, and a time for families to be together, those domestic churches to rise up and for people to be strengthened. And yeah, we're the kings first of our households and our domains. And I just feel that very strongly in terms of a commissioning. Number two, Rob, what you said for New Zealand, this has been training. Um, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful in the context of the parable of the vigilant uh, bridesmaids. They kept the royal lamps full. I've been a long season of prayer and intercession and trying to anchor myself to the Father. And when that anchor slips, okay, try again. When that anchor slips, try again. Thrust myself on the grace of God. And nothing in that calculus changes. Guys, in, in protecting some time for prayer, if there are other things on your heart, let's just go ahead and turn it towards a prayer united as one man. And so, God, we do pause in this moment. We just circle our spirits around you as the king of all kings. God, we do believe it's a particular hour on the earth, and you have particularly trained us, made us ready, and equipped us for such a time as this. Can I speak in Hebrews where you say that the world will be shaken, and also in the heavens there will be shaking. And it will be the removal of all things that can be shaken in order that the things that cannot be shaken will remain. And God, we express the gratefulness in our hearts that we have received and are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We have received and are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And that kingdom lives and breathes within us and among us. So Spirit of God, in light of our orders, even just pausing for a moment together to attune once again our hearts to God, God, you have our attention. We unite our attention into you, and you have our affection. We give our affection to you. What are you whispering through the shared counsel regarding our orders? And from that place, God, how is it that you have us to pray? Spirit of God, lead us as your sons, your warriors, and your kings. God, I'm grateful that 
all of creation is groaning in right now in eager anticipation for your sons to be revealed. And I'm grateful that we are your sons. I just pray, God, that our hearts would be attuned to all of creation that's around us for all of us to be revealed as your sons. Um, I'm grateful that, God, you continue to dethrone our false gods, that you dethrone all the things that we put our faith in that are apart from you, that you've taken away our sports heroes and you've taken away our 401ks and you've taken away our identity. And God, we just say, keep doing it. Keep going. Keep going, God. Take Take them all out. We agree with that, God. We agree with your work in dethroning all that we put our faith in that's apart from you. Would you draw our hearts even further in, higher up and further in, into who you are, what you're doing, and how you are doing it in us, God? We choose to stand as one. We choose to deny the enemy that wants to isolate, especially now even physical isolation. We stand against physical isolation. Uh, and the spirit that wants to to shove us all in our rooms and lock the door, we refuse. We say no. God, your angels are sent with standing orders to guard us and protect us. And we walk in that authority. We walk in permission to step out and step in and assume our post and work well for you, the master God. Yeah, we give everyone and everything to you. I'm just so aware that I want to try to superhero up and save everyone, and it's just not my place. And I just ask that you would help us as men here, this quiver of men, to let go of the things that we think our false self can do. I I can't even care for my wife without you. I just cast away all that is on me that is not mine to do. Help me to step back, see you. And be still. Father, I, I lean in. I say yes to you. Father, I lean into the move. I lean into your spirit, into how you are moving. And the phrase I just heard was, no time like the present, like, isn't this a great time? And Father, we say yes. I say with tears mm-hmm. in my yes, now is a great time. God, you are the giver of joy. And I just sense that we are to pronounce your joy and invoke it into our homes and into our own bodies and beings and into the smallest expression that you've entrusted to our kingdoms um, of your body. And that's our family. I pray that you would give us eyes to see the very particular unique joy that you're portioning out as a sort of hidden manna for us in this hour. God, I'm asking for a, a, a picture. I'm asking for an instruction to show us the unique joy that's meant to be hidden manna for this particular season. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we love you. We adore you. We proclaim that we are your sons. We are rightful heirs to your kingdom, God. And I pray that you would use us to change the world. You've created us for this time, specifically for this time. And Lord, I've heard it many times within the guys here, there's excitement welling up within this. God, you have created us to be more than overcomers. We are the salt and the light. And I proclaim that as truth. And Jesus, you tell us not to worry. 
that it doesn't do anything for us. It's not going to add anything into our life. You tell us to seek your kingdom, seek your righteousness, and you add all things unto us. So I proclaim that as true, that we are provided for, that we are protected, that we are shielded. God, you say so many times in your word that for those that trust in you, those that are walking righteously, not with perfection, but are doing our best to go after you and your kingdom, that you shield us. So we're safe. We're good. Jesus, we are good. We are good. And Lord, I proclaim that the fruit of your spirit will permeate from us. This day, more than it ever has, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I pray that it would exude from our hearts, that it would be all over our demeanor, that Jesus, your settledness, your peace of mind, your calmness that allowed you to take a nap in the storm when everyone else was panicking. I pray that we would carry that and we would calm others, that the storms around us would be calmed, that the worry, the fear, the paranoia would be calmed because we are settled in you, Jesus, and our eyes are fixed on you. So Lord, use each and every man that is on this call, the warriors, your boys, that you are so happy with, you are so delighted with. Use us, God, to change the world. You have our yes, you have our amen. We're all in for you, God. And we're in this together as a band of brothers, as men that have been called for this time. And we say, yes, we're here for you. So use us, use us mightily in the wave that is coming. Your wave is coming, Jesus. Many salvations are coming, many miracles, many healings are coming. And God, we say yes and amen to it. And Lord, I thank you so much for these brothers. I thank you for their hearts, for their lives, for their stories. I thank you that we will have many great testimonies to tell this year in spite of the absolute chaos that's all around. Because you are working Jesus, it's in your name I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Today, as a band of brothers, as a fellowship of, of, your, of your kings, of your warriors, as your sons, we come together to defy the assault of uncertainty and fear and to proclaim what's most true, that you are our shepherd and in you we lack absolutely nothing that you are the one who makes us lie down in green pastures, that you refresh, Jesus, our soul as you lead us beside quiet waters, that you guide us, Lord, in the path of righteousness to take the right steps regardless of the circumstance, that even though we walk through a dark valley, we will fear no evil whatsoever, for you are with us, for your rod comforts us, for your rod directs us in the right path. We proclaim right here, right now, that we choose to sit down at the feast that you're preparing before us and to celebrate and to cheer and to party with the people that we love, to receive you anointing our heads with oil, knowing and proclaiming and rejoicing in the fact that our cup overflows. We know that your goodness, your love, your mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. 
and that we will dwell in your house, in your presence, in union with you forever. So right here as a company of men, we invoke the kingdom of God over our lives, over our families, and over the communities that you have given us care over. We say, yes, Jesus, let it be done in us, in our kingdoms, as it is in heaven. Friends, it's an honor to invite you into this circle on this day. And so wherever you are, I hope and pray that you feel included and that these thoughts and prayers help to align you even more with God's heart, God's intention, and his provision for each of us in this hour. Thanks for joining us on this episode, and you can find more at becomegoodsoil.com.